Thank you for tuning in to the Real Estate Matters Most podcast. On this show, we'll provide information on real estate, including a list of do's and don'ts and any relatable real estate topics, and also any questions that the viewers may have. Thank you and enjoy the podcast. All right. All right. Hey, what is going on, you beautiful people? Hope everybody is having a wonderful day. This is your buddy, Jermaine Robertson. I'm with the Robertson team over at AZ and Associates. So what we're going to talk about real quick today is we're going to talk about what steps to take when buying your first home. And really, some of these tips you're going to be able to apply to not just your first home, you're going to be able to apply them to your second, your third, your fourth. And really what it comes down to is planning. Um, Every situation is different. Every situation is going to be unique. So you want to make sure that you have the proper plan in place when you get ready to make that decision. Now, whether you're buying an investment property, whether you're looking to pick up uh, your first home, or you're looking to sell, downsize, upsize, do something different, you want to plan out how you're going to do it and what you're going to do it. So right now, I'm going to specifically target uh, first-time home buyers, And the reason why I want to target them is because, well, I can relate to them and they're a lot like me. And how I mean they're a lot like me, uh, I'm 40 years old. And up to this point, I was very scared to ask questions about things I did not know about. And some of the stereotype is that we're scared because we feel like we should already know if we're at a certain point in our life, um, we should know. And then therefore asking the question makes us look stupid. And that's not a stereotype. That's that that is a real truth. And the only thing that really got me over that was being sick and tired of feeling like I was I was losing out. And what that means by losing out is simply um, not having the right information. And we all know that information is not necessarily uh, the power source, but how you apply it, but you got to get it. So let's speak about our first time home buyers. And I will try to make this as brief and direct to the point as humanly possible. One is you typically don't know what to do. The process seems like it's overwhelming. It seems like it's a lot more in depth than it really is. And what I would encourage you to do first, especially as a first time home buyer, is get all the information you possibly can. There's going to be two people you're going to want to start with initially. Um, and that's not to say that you can't get the, the information through another source. But initially, it's going to be best that you start with a realtor such as myself or you're going to be able to start with a mortgage lender. And what I mean by mortgage lender Nothing against the Bank of Americas of the world, nothing against the Wells Fargo. Love these guys. We keep our money inside their banks. I have no issues with them. But when I speak of a mortgage lender, I'm speaking of somebody who deals specifically in mortgage financing, not somebody who does car loans, uh, not somebody who handles credit cards, not somebody who does banking and you know, whatever kind of financial ventures you're, you're looking to get into, but somebody who is specifically geared in towards home lines of credit. And same as such, I would say for a realtor, make sure that you're speaking to a realtor who does this full time. We have a market that's shifting on a regular basis. And when you don't have somebody who is constantly ensconced in it, 
then you might not get the most accurate, up-to-date information. And what that ends up doing, ultimately, it creates a frustrating transaction for you. And <laughs> I, I could tell you about my first time uh, buying or selling a client a home. And I have to say, it was quite an adventure for both of us. Um, fortunately, they're still friends with me. And um, But it, just to say the least, you want to make sure you have somebody who's very educated. Now that we have our realtor and our lender in place, and, and, and you might say, let me, let me backtrack. How are you going to locate a lender? What to look for when you're looking for a mortgage lender? And the best advice I can give you, um, and it's something I live by, referrals are always key. So maybe you can start with asking your friends, asking your family members, somebody who has already bought a home. Hey, um, do you have a mortgage lender that you like? Do you have somebody that you trust? Do you have somebody that you ultimately um, felt good about the transaction after it was all said and done? Because the I feel the referral, the referral is more so it's a firsthand account of what to expect from the other party. Um, nine times out of ten, most buyers they usually get their lender from the realtor that they're working with. So if you are if you haven't hooked up with an agent and you're saying, well, I'd like to go ahead and go through the loan process first, which I, I definitely recommend, um, then you're going to probably start with uh, your center of influence and just ask them. Just shoot out a message on, you know, uh, I wouldn't say Facebook because then you start flushing out all types of nuts. I would say just you know, a couple of your trusted friends or family members that, you know, exercise good judgment, give them a buzz and say, hey, listen, I'm thinking about buying a home, um, you know, no bias involved. Could you just possibly point me in the right direction of a lender that I can interview? Yeah, you notice the key word, not that I can use, not that I want, but that I can interview. And um, I haven't came up with a series of questions that you can ask a lender because I would probably run them through it. But a matter of fact, I think I had somebody join in. There was a series of questions that you probably could ask a lender. And once I locate those, I'll probably post them somewhere so that you can you can know what to ask them. But mainly, you want to make sure that you're comfortable with the person that you're working with. So um, on the mortgage lender side, definitely get Get uh, somebody that you have worked with or somebody that you know has worked with them and sit down with them. Sit down with them and really go through the ABCs of home buying. It doesn't have to be super complicated. It doesn't even have to be something that you're going to commit into. All we're doing right now, first time home buyer, Mr. First time home buyer, Mrs. First time home buyer is simply gathering information. That's it. Gathering information is going to allow you to feel more comfortable about the process. Gathering more information is going to allow you to feel uh, more confident about the process. I think what holds a lot of people back, and even me, like I just recently got life insurance, and nine times out of ten, I didn't get it because I just was not aware of particularly what um, what was involved, you know, what was, and, and now I feel completely comfortable that if something were to happen to me, um, not only do I feel comfortable about uh, advising or giving other people information about home or about uh, life insurance that they should have for themselves, 
but I also feel very comfortable if something were to happen to me that I made the right decision and I'll leave my family in a very good position. And that's the same thing with home ownership. A lot of times we won't ask the question because we feel like, oh man, I'm, I'm 30, I'm 40, you know, I'm you know, um, I think the 20 year olds, they got it under wrap because they come up to me and they're like, dude, I just want to buy a house. Like, it sounds like the thing that's going to make me build my wealth. Like, let me get in on it. So the 20 year olds are very, they're very confident. I don't think it's the millennials that I'm having an issue with. I think it's sometimes the older generation, my generation, um, they're just embarrassed. They're embarrassed. Maybe my credit isn't good enough. Oh, I don't want you to see my credit. I don't, it's like, dude, like, like when you go to the doctor, you're not embarrassed to take your shirt off. Like, dude, this is what he does for a living. Same thing with us. That's what I do for a living. I look at your credit and and chances are we've seen it. But here's the deal. If you don't know where you stand, you don't know where you stand. And that sometimes is a bigger detriment because you find yourself just stuck in a position of not winning because you're scared to ask the question. I get it. I've been there, done that. I just told you my story about being in a position where I absolutely would not ask the question about life insurance. I would not ask the question about stocks and bonds. I would not ask the questions about what do I do when I get into my 40s and my 50s and I got to get specific type of checkups from my doctor, right? Uh, for you guys who don't know, I'm simu- I'm simultaneously doing our podcast, and I put my finger up when I'm in uh, talking about our our physical exams with the doctors at a certain age. But not asking the question leaves you in a more vulnerable position than anything else. So the first thing you want to do as a first time home buyer is gather information, and it doesn't have to take a year. It doesn't have to take six months. You can just commit to saying, "Hey, you know what?" I'm going to I'm going to search around. I'm going to talk to a couple of my friends that I know have bought homes. I'm going to ask them what their experience was like. And then if they say, you know, my experience was such and such, then I'm going to also ask them, you know, can I get the phone number to your realtor? If you don't want to call me, let's say you just say hey, that dude, Jermaine, he's, you know, he's too much. I don't, I don't I'm not sure I want to work with him. I mean, and I respect that. I want everybody to work with who they want to work with, who they're comfortable with. So find that person that works for you and preferably, again, make sure it's referral based, somebody that already has a relationship with them. I have lenders that I have relationships with. Um, I have mortgage brokers that I have relationships with. I have title companies, insurance companies. I have people that I have relationships with and these people are an extension of me. So that means that whatever quality of referral or quality of, of service that I offer, I expect them to do the same thing. So you can never, well, I don't say never, but you can you can almost never go wrong with um, a referral. And so just ask the question. I mean, it's not saying that you're committing to go with them and you're you're committing to go out there and you're ready to get it done. But just, you know, this is how the conversation should start. I'm thinking about buying a home, right? Um, you know, how does this work? And Napoleon was a a great general. And I'll tell you a little story about Napoleon. Napoleon was a great general because he knew that if he could go down to one of his lowest ranking members in his military and he could actually explain to him what his plans were and that lowest ranking member could actually repeat verbatim back to him what those plans were, then he knew that those plans were, were feasible and something that anybody could understand. 
So if you sit down with the mortgage lender and they start talking like, like over your head, um, get the hell out of their office quick because you need somebody who can take you there, who can get you to where you need to go. Not only just get the deal done, but also, uh, how can, how can I put it? Also make you a more informed consumer because you're going to do it again, right? The days of our families and us living in our homes for 40 or 50 years, I think it's safe to say that those days are no longer here. You know, my grandparents would live in the same home for 30 years. And when they got ready to move, the whole neighborhood moved them because, you know, that's the kind of relationships that you built. But nowadays, you know, people are moving every five years. You know, I think the average person moves maybe every three to five years. And, and that's right around the time they start seeing strong equity in their property value. So they're they're making adjustments. But, you know, if you're going to move every three to five years and let's say you do three moves before you finally settle in that one home that you say, you know what? Um, this is it. You know, this is where we want to be. You want to be more informed. You want to make sure that you're making the right decision. You want to make sure that you're not just bumping into the same wall. And I'll tell you a story. When I bought my very first home. Um, I, I, I can't say anything bad about the lender and I, and I still talk to him to this day. I can't say anything bad about him. I think he, I think he went far and beyond for me, given my situation, like, dude, I was, I was trying to buy a home while having all my stuff. Like I had like three vehicles, a motorcycle, um, all my clothes. And I was still trying to work a full office and I was living in a studio apartment, not a studio apartment. I was living in a studio, a weekly I was living in a weekly studio off of, where was that, 91st Avenue in the 10 Freeway. I think they were called the Legacy or something like that. Like I had all my stuff jammed into this little tiny confined area. I'm like rotating my cars around. And um, he literally, you know, he helped me get into my first home because I had a felony. They wouldn't let me rent anything. So I was really kind of in a in, in a particular situation that um, the lender helped me. But the one thing I would say about that particular lender and my um, personal interaction with them is I wish they had educated me a little bit more along the process because I've bought in a couple homes since then. And I've had to learn along the way how to make it a little bit more of a smoother transaction, which is great ultimately because I can take that to my clients and I can really sit down with them and I can say, here's what you need to do. And then afterwards, still give them some education and say, okay, if we get ready to do something again, let's go ahead and be prepared better so that it's an even more seamless situation. Because if you make a bunch of money on the sale of your home and you buy another home with ease, I mean, dude, that's I mean, that makes you almost want to do it over and over again. <laughs> Seriously, it does. It makes you want to be in the best possible position to do it over and over again. But everything that I'm telling you right now, what it starts with is just simply asking the question. And I love when people call me, there'll, there'll be people that'll message me, probably even people that might message me after this and people that will message me and people that will call me, they'll get my number and they'll say, all right, I just need to know how do I buy a home? I'm like, dude, that's like, I appreciate your simplicity because what I tell them after that is as much as I want to complicate the situation, it's not, it's very simple. It's very easy. 
and here's what we do. And after we sit down, we have our face-to-face consultation and um, just kind of get out what their needs and their wants are and then discuss the ABCs of what's going on, how this is going to work, how this is going to happen. It ends up being a fairly good relationship afterwards because we lay all the cards out on the table and I understand what it means to be in the dark about knowing something and just wanting answers to your questions. So, so you know, just to kind of air it out real quick and reiterate what I've said, what steps to take when buying your first home? Start with your database. Start with your center of influence. Start with people that you know that have already, or start with people that you trust, but start with people that you know that have already bought or sold something and just ask them, you know, one, ask them how their experience was. And then two, you know, how'd you feel about your realtor? Or how'd you feel about your lender? And let them refer you out to people and then interview them. Remember, buying a home is an education process. It doesn't have to be so transactional as as opposed to being educational where you can actually learn something. Because inside of learning, there's a lot of power when you're able to apply what you learned to the process. I love when my clients call me and they'll ask me, yeah, what's the interest rate points? How's this inspection supposed to work? What's our time frame on this? When they ask me certain questions, I know that they read the contract. And then when I'm able to repeat or answer their questions immediately, they're like, thank God he had the answer. Um, One of the best uh, testimonials that we just recently got from a client that we closed on is they said, every time we called Jermaine, it's not like he had to go find the answer. Now, obviously, if it's outside of something of my um, my my field of expertise, yes, I will not. But I will always refer them to the person that they need to speak to. If it's title related and I'm not familiar with title, then I say, hey, here's the phone number. Here's the name of, of your contact. Talk to title. Title will get you the best answer. If it's financially related, then I'm not I'm not dumb enough to answer a financial question that I'm not qualified to answer. No more than a lender should answer a real estate related question that they're not qualified to answer. So I'll refer my clients out to the respected party who is an expert in their area of expertise and let it be that. But the best uh, uh, video or client testimonial that we just recently got was every time we called Jermaine, he was ready with an answer. He had he didn't have to think about it. He didn't have to go back somewhere. He didn't need to go talk to somebody else like he was ready on point and what they what they were telling me was i appreciate you for being a professional and that's what we do we we study our contracts we learn our paperwork but you want to make sure you're working with somebody who can deliver to you on a level that makes sense to you so key one if the lender you sit down with starts talking above your head chances are that's not the right person for you you need somebody to talk with you at your level at, at your speed and at what you're comfortable with so that you can gather the information. It's not enough that your realtor or your lender understands what's going on. If you're standing there like, what did you just say? Like, that's not cool. Okay, so make sure that you get yourself connected. But here's how the conversation starts. Okay, we're going to do it one more more time. We're going to take it from the top. This is the question that you ask when you're trying to figure out the steps to buying your first home. And it's this simple. I'll keep it plain and simple. I want to know how do I go about 
buying a home. Period. There's the person you're speaking with after that should be able to take you on a verbal ride that you can envision how the process is going to flow. And if that does not happen and you don't feel good in your heart and your mind, they're not clicking together, then chances are this is not the person you should be working with. Okay. So it's very simple. We're just going to start with a couple questions and keep it at that. So anyways, I appreciate you guys for tuning in. Thank you so very much. If we left you any good information, feel free to hit the like button. Feel free to follow us on our podcast where real estate matters. I'm your host, Jermaine Robertson with the Robertson team at AZ and Associates Real Estate Group. We appreciate you so much for allowing us to hit our goal of 50 families this year. God bless. Take care. And thank you for listening. We're out. Peace.